as I, I give you a moment uh, to log on, if you don't care, if you can hear this, um, please give it a thumbs up or comment on there that the sound is working. Um, I'm continuing to use this microphone. And um, so if you can hear me, if you just uh, give me a thumbs up or, or comment, the sound is good, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you can't hear me, I guess um, you're not going to know what I'm saying, so you couldn't give me a thumbs up anyway. Thank you, Kathy. Um, I, uh, I don't thank enough people. I, don't, I need to thank Lucas Jones. He's our media director at church. He comes up with these wonderful inventions and ideas for me uh, to be able to use to do this better. And uh, he is working on uh, getting this on podcast for our church website so that you can listen and not have to look at this uh, ugly mug. Um, as one person said, I love the devotions, but I hate that you use all of my data on my cell phone plan. So um, hopefully those will be coming shortly. And uh, I do thank you so much for watching. Uh, have you ever just been, uh, just had a heavy heart? I just, I feel like today has been one of those days. Um, Sometimes it's the heartbreak that um, families go through. Um, sometimes it's just the difficulties of life. But uh, I always promised you that I would do these devotions each night, not on recording, but live. Um, that way good days would be good. Hard days would be hard. Um, and what you see is what you get. And I just come tonight with one of those kind of heavy hearts. And, and I think it's fitting that the lesson tonight is is one that is desperately needed. It's desperately needed in our personal life. It's desperately needed in our churches. And it's desperately needed in our nation. And that is the message of repentance. Um, everybody says they want to be right with God, or they usually have no desire to be right with God. But tonight, what does it look like when God really changes a heart? And tonight, I, I want to ask you that question because as we look through this tonight, I want you to reflect and say, is this my heart toward God? Because if it is, then God's really at work in your life. If it's not, it should cause you to have great concern. And so we've been looking at Jonah, the fact that he was spit up by the fish, the fact that he was smelly, the fact that he's going to Jonah, to Nineveh, he starts to preach, and the people begin to repent. And tonight, we're looking at the king, the leader, hears what's going on. And so listen to verse 6. Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will return and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? You see, Jonah had come into the city preaching, you need to repent or judgment is coming. And what we see tonight 
in this passage of Scripture is what it looks like when people really are convicted of their sin and get right with God. I want you to know that there will be a lot of baptized people in hell. There will be a lot of people in hell that go to church every Sunday. There will be uh, a lot of there will be people in hell that are pastors, that are deacons, that are church treasurers. Because there is really only one way to be right with God, and that is to repent of your sins and turn from them. You say, Jake, but I, I was baptized. I'm a member of a church. I take the Lord's Supper. I, I read my Bible. Those are all wonderful things. But they do not reflect a heart that has been convicted by God and a willingness to turn to God. You see, in this verse, in these verses, the king says, no matter how important you are, of little importance you are, rich, poor, it's time to repent. And that repentance led to action. He took off his fancy king robe and he put on a sackcloth, a, a, literally a bag with the, the sacks would have had something in it, grain or something, and sat in ashes as a sign of brokenness and mourning. I think this is probably the number one thing that discourages me as a pastor. It's not that Christians struggle with sin. It's not that we stumble and fall because we all fall short. It is when I see so little repentance in the lives of people. You see, friends, we're all going to tell a lie. We're all going to struggle in the right circumstances to, to give into the pressure. But repentance is when I realize that God doesn't want this for me. I make it right with God and I turn from that. This drunkenness, maybe it's um, pornography, maybe it's um, uh, hypocrisy. All of those things happen in the lives of people. But what God says is repent, turn from those. I uh, I have seen so many times people explain their sin away. I've been guilty of it. Well, I know that's what the Bible says about marriage and, and how a couple should look like and love, but but you know, it's just not the way things are anymore. What you've said is I'm not gonna repent. Sometimes people will say, Well, Jake, you just you just can't love your enemy, or you just can't. I don't matter what it is. What God says is if you're sinning, repent turn from it. And so tonight I want to challenge you as a Christian. Admitting that you've sinned is not the answer. You've got to admit it, repent, and turn from it. And that's what these individuals did. They said, we're going to turn from our wicked ways. And so I want to say this tonight. God does not forgive unless you repent. And God sees the heart. You can say you're sorry a hundred times, but if you're not willing to turn from it, you've not repented. Now, does that mean you're not going to go back and stumble again? You're absolutely right. Pride is a sin that we ask for forgiveness from and continually sometimes go back to it. But are you really broken over your sin? Are you willing to say, I am sorry, God, Forgive me, I'm turning from that. 
Because listen to what verse 10 says tonight. Then God saw their works and they turned from their evil way and God relented from the disaster that he said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. See, this is what I believe. I believe God has a purpose and a plan. But I believe God makes decrees. For instance, he says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And what that means is if you don't call upon the name of the Lord, you will not be saved. I also believe that the Holy Spirit convicts all people at some point in their life of a need to repent and turn to Jesus Christ. And the promise is the same for all people, I believe, that if you'll repent of your sins and call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. I believe the Bible teaches that. You see, the people of Nineveh didn't know that. They didn't understand that. They thought if God liked the pagan gods who maybe he would answer, maybe he wouldn't. But we have that promise as Christians that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. First John tells us that if we will ask for forgiveness, that God will forgive us of all our sins. And so tonight, the question is not for me, can you be forgiven? Or will God forgive you? The question is, will you truly ask? Will you truly turn from your sin to God? God promised that a time of refreshing would come if his people would ask for forgiveness. And so tonight, I, I challenge you with that. You say, Jake, oh, my husband and I have been married 30 years. This is just the way we are. Let today be the day that changes everything. You say, Jake, what about that person that, that I deal with on a regular basis not repentant? Friends, you need to understand something. That's between them and God. All you can do is the right thing. But just saying you're sorry really means nothing when it comes to your relationship with God. Repentance means to turn from something to him. And so tonight I can tell my wife that I love her every day. But if my actions don't support it, what I really am is a liar. And so as we look tonight, this nation says, maybe if we repent, God will forgive us. But what we know is God's already made the decree. If you repent, he'll forgive. If you reject, he'll destroy. If you call on the name of the Lord, he will save. If you reject the free gift of salvation, you will perish in your sin and transgression. You see, I believe that God decreed through Jesus Christ that whosoever will may come. But as a Christian, as the conviction of the Holy Spirit happens, I have a choice to make. I can either quench the Spirit of God or I can yield to the Spirit of God. And so my prayer as a pastor is not for a perfect church because it'll never happen. It is for a repentant church that when we sin, we will repent. And we don't just give lip service to God, but that we will turn from that sin. Because we see here that God says, I'm not gonna destroy you. You repented. And that's the same promise today. Look to him and be saved. Christian, repent and return. And know that God loves you and he cares about you, but he's also just. God is going to punish sin, but God is also willing to forgive sin. So tonight I just want you to hear that, and I hope that 
you will stop making excuses for the sin of your life like God's been convicting me to do, and that you'll turn, find forgiveness, and the hope that comes through Jesus Christ. As always, I just want you to know I love you. I'm praying for you. Like I said tonight, I just come with a heavy heart, and there are so many burdens and needs and surgeries and, and uh, family situations, and it just, sometimes it gets overwhelming. Uh, but thankfully, the Lord is the one who carries our burden. And so tonight, I really do mean this. There's a comment section that you can ask for prayer. There's a message um, system where you can send a private message to me, and I'll pray for you. I will uh, help you any way that I can. Uh, maybe it's just that you're discouraged. Maybe you're struggling with the loss of a loved one. Maybe you're going through a difficult situation at home. I promise that I won't share it with anyone without your permission, but I would love to pray for you and help you any way I can. Um, sometimes it's talk. It's easy to talk to a person not close to us rather than close to us uh, because we don't have to see them every day. And uh, so just know that you're loved and you're cared for, and I pray that you make things right with God, um, whatever your situation.